0: Good morning, everyone. You're tuning into the news and Morning Mixtape. It is Monday, April 3rd, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwitz, reporting for CGRU, 12 a.m. in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. Former U.S. President Donald Trump plans to turn himself in for arraignment this Tuesday following indictment by Manhattan grand jury. Still in the U.S., a series of tornadoes in South and Midwest have left at least 26 people killed and thousands without power. Now in Canada, some provinces raise the carbon price starting Saturday. And finally, a new report finds Niagara Falls the worst tourist trap in Canada. And then we'll hear from Samina with an exciting book recommendation on Turn the Page. So let's get to the news. Former United States President Donald Trump plans to fly from Florida to New York before appearing in a specially secured Manhattan courthouse on Tuesday to be arraigned on still unspecified criminal charges. On Thursday, Trump was indicted by a New York grand jury that had been hearing evidence about money being paid to adult film actress Stormy Daniels during his 2016 presidential campaign. Trump is now the first person in US history to serve as president and then be charged with a crime. Trump has denied any wrongdoing and says he did not have an affair with Daniels. So far, Trump called the indictment fake, corrupt, and disgraceful and part of an ongoing witch hunt against him, according to the Washington Post. However, the charges do not prevent Trump from running for president in 2024. Even a a potential conviction would not disqualify his bid for the White House, according to legal experts. And now, according to what an anonymous source told the Washington Post, Trump is expected to turn himself in and appear in court on Tuesday afternoon. About the situation, his lawyer Joe Takapina said on Friday, Trump is not going to hold up in Mar-a-Lago, where the president lives. Still in the U.S., at least 26 people have been killed after a series of tornadoes tore through towns and cities in southwest and midwest of the United States. According to BBC News, houses have been destroyed and thousands of residents are left without power across the several states. More than 80 tornadoes have been reported since March 31st, according to the National Weather Service. States including Arkansas, Tennessee, Illinois, Indiana, Alabama, and Mississippi have all had fatalities. One storm shredded through the Arkansas town of Wayne, a community about 107 east of the state capital, Little Rock. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders declared a state of emergency in the state of Arkansas on Friday, with the National Guard activated to help with recovery efforts. Still, according to the BBC, The deadly tornadoes come a week after a rare long-track twister killed 26 people in Mississippi. The Mississippi tornado last week traveled 94 kilometers and lasted about an hour and 10 minutes. It damaged about 2,000 homes, officials said. President Biden visited the state on Friday to pay his condolences. Now in Canada, gas prices are set to go up a little starting this week in some provinces. According to Global News, the federal fuel charge raised by 30 percent from $50 per tonne of emissions to 65 starting April 1st. This will translate to an increase of roughly 3 cents per litre for gas, reaching a total of 14 cents per litre. This increase applies to Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Yukon and Nunavut. Meanwhile, the carbon price jump will go into effect in Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island on July 1st. According to Global News, Canada began pricing carbon pollution in 2019. The move is part of the federal government's commitment to tackle climate change with the goal to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050. While Canadians will see an increase at the pumps, the carbon price increase is not expected to have a huge impact on their gas expenses, said Hydra Martins Kirkwood, a senior researcher with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. They told Global News. It's an incremental increase, but it's not actually going to be a huge change year over year that people will notice. For individuals, it could mean a $1 jump per tank, depending on how big the vehicle is, Martin Skirpwood estimated. For business too, they said it's not a major expense. Martin Scarpwood said things like oil market fluctuations and gas taxes have a much bigger impact on energy costs. And on travel news, new reports finds Niagara Falls the worst tourist trap destination in Canada and seventh in the world. Our report by vacation rental company Casago analyzed thousands of reviews on TripAdvisor to get the, to the conclusion. According to the Toronto Star, the analysts searched for the phrase "tourist trap" and ranked the attractions based on the numbers of times the phrase was used. The report also defines a tourist trap as a travel destination with establishments that target tourists. With overpriced experiences and souvenirs, San Francisco Fisherman's Wharf, with its pricey souvenir shops, restaurants, and attractions, tops the list for biggest tourist trap in the U.S. and the world, according to the report. San Francisco Fisherman's Wharf is followed by Las Humblas in Barcelona, a boulevard that sees more than 200,000 people every day, and then Dole Plantation, located in Wahia, El Hawaii, a historic pineapple plantation that has its own miniature railway and one of the world's largest mazes. The report also maps the biggest tourist traps in the U- In each U.S. state, according to the reviews. Some of the worst offenders are restaurants, monuments, museums, marketplaces, and malls, while others, like Times Square, for example, are entire streets or districts. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave it with Samina for her segment, Turn the page.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week I'm going to make a book recommendation and I hope it gets you turning the pages. Billy Webster, Helen Randolph, Mary Alice Tuttle, and Natalie Shuler are assassins working for a top-secret international organization called Museum. Each woman was recruited in her 20s and is now celebrating retirement after 40 years of service. The foursome are sent on an all-expenses paid cruise by their employer. On the ship, they learn this gift is actually an elaborate plot concocted by museum to murder them. So much for going away present. The title of the book is Killers of a Certain Age. The author is Deanna Rayborn. Deanna was speaking with a colleague about why there aren't books about female action heroes lately. She came up with an idea, submitted it to her publisher, and wrote this book. The story is told in two timelines, starting in the late 70s when each woman was first recruited and interwoven with the present. We meet four formidable women, travel with them on their missions, meet their spouses, and we find ourselves questioning why Museum wants to kill them. Besides the witty dialogue, the beloved characters, and the unique angle, Diana also takes you on an international getaway with this novel. I'm talking New Orleans, Rome, Paris, and London. It's easy to discredit elderly women. Billy, Helen, Mary Alice, and Natalie are in their 60s and believed to have aged out of their profession. How many times have you heard the term harmless little old lady? Something the women touch on early in the story is, if you're old, you're invisible. The motto of this book is killed or be killed and these women were taught to decipher codes, hotwire cars, build bombs, learn to waltz, slit throats, suffocate victims, And with four decades of experience, these women are taking being underestimated to their advantage. Let the games begin. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library. And don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts or make a recommendation, please find us on Instagram at CGRU1280. Thank you for listening. Happy reading.
0: With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape, but until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's in 12 a.m. in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitzer. Thanks for listening.